Howdy, strangers. Al Mirabella here. Look, listen. I know what you're thinking. Al Mirabella, I don't know her. She didn't release a podcast last week. To which I say, there were technical difficulties. I don't want you to fucking come at me about this. Look, I got a lot on my plate. I don't have a job. I play a lot of Far Cry 5. I am recording a podcast that I occasionally put a lot of effort into. Okay? But listen, listen, baby. I'm sorry. I didn't put a podcast out last week, but listen. This week, I'm talking to my boy David Kelly. He's a really good man. He's my best friend, and he is uh, an astrophysicist, and he is so, fuck, he's so much smarter than me. He is, he makes me look like an idiot on this podcast that you're about to listen to. So do me a favor, stick around, because you're really going to appreciate that one specific part of this. Um, I had a really good time talking to him. And I think that you're really going to enjoy listening to it. So, um, you know, stick around. And uh, I'm sorry, I really try and keep the podcast consistent. I just, I really did have some technical difficulties last week. And um, uh, I think I make up for it because I think this week was like a super fun, really interesting conversation that we, we got to have. I think you're really going to appreciate it. So, you know, um, if you hate me, you hate me. And I understand. And I promise I'll try and do better. Listen. The podcast is going to start, and I know what you're saying to me. When is the podcast going to start? When does that kick and ass theme song by Crystal Coast come in? That's right, Crystal Coast be doing our theme song. The honest answer that I can give you is that the podcast starts right now. The truth does not require your belief. The truth is real. David, listen, yeah. not only are you the first legitimate expert that has ever been on the show, but you're the first person that's been on the show that if you say something stupid, I can be like, that's dumb. You're being dumb. But you've never said anything dumb. Have I ever said that to you, David? Have I ever said you're being dumb? I can't remember. Do not recall. Don't think listen, so. Listen, David, you're being dumb right now. Oh. I'm just kidding. That's what it would sound like if I was saying that you were dumb on on the show. I see. Okay. Let's 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 hope for articulation here. David, I want to talk about your background cuz you are much more of an expert at the shit that I talk about than I am. Mhm. Okay. You went to high school, right? I sure did. Okay, then you went to college. What did you go to college for? Um I went to college to party basically fellas um, air 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 horn that's not can, true <laughs> can i get a an amen i forgot what t-pain said um i went to college for um physics well not that's not true i went to i went to college for astrophysics but they didn't have the astro part so i just did physics and then the other part was um i went to school for music but you know this is for your up. undergraduate degree. This is where you and I met. This is true. This is for undergrad, and this is where we met. It's very true. I wasn't even doing the science part when we met. I met you in Pensacola, Florida, at the University of West Florida. Hey, can I say? Go Argonauts. Mm-hmm. Fellas, go Argonauts. go Argonauts. 
shout out when you and I list this is this will date us when you and I started college our college mascot was a shell and then they realized that was a bad mascot and then they made it an argonaut really I thought it was an argonaut the whole time it was an argonaut initially but it was an argonaut like the shell the argonaut not like the Jason and the argonaut argonaut oh they chose also the in our exactly and our 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 mascot was not Jason the Argonaut whenever they changed it to an, uh, the anthropomorphized Argonaut. They called him Argy the Argonaut, which that's dumb that and bad. I'm going to go ahead and call that dumb and bad. Okay. I'm for it. So that was undergrad. Um, do you want me to keep going? Absolutely. Um, oh, I lied. Actually, I went to an undergrad before we met. I went to. Did Saint- you? Yeah, I went. I did one year at St. John's University in New York because I was trying to go back to New York after high school because high school is in Florida and I wanted to like go back to where I came from, but I couldn't because I was paying out of state tuition. Crazy, right? And it was already an expensive school, so I could only do a year. So I just pieced out, went to UWF, and then we all know. Went to grad school after UWF. Um, where did I in go? In Flagstaff, Arizona. Flagstaff, Arizona. We there's one school there. It's, it's the math. The math will check out. I promise. Uh, NAU, Northern Arizona University. Hey, oh, um, they're they're known for um, a lot of things. Uh, the Grand Canyon, forestry. Um, okay, and... your university can't claim either of those two natural phenomena, David. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. They claim all natural phenomenon as their thing, including outer space. Um, but that's the other that's why I went there. They're the that's where they discovered Pluto and they discovered know. Pluto there? Yeah, where you've never what? told me that. That is their selling point, boy. God, can you even imagine? Could you imagine finding a planet, David? What would you do? Is that like the mother load if you as an astrophysicist find a planet? Like, fuck, dude. And what if you find a planet and it's like right next to ours? It's not even Pluto. It's like, were we just not looking to the left? There's another planet over there, but it's to the left. We kept looking to the right. Like a shadow planet? Like this is the, uh, the Earth's evil twin. It was behind us the whole time. And then you look a little bit closer. Oh, no. We're the evil twin. We're the evil twin. We're the baddies. Because we are. Um, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, planets. Exoplanets are real. Um, if I found an exoplanet, I wouldn't be too excited. It, 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 well, it like, what if you found a planet planet? I'm not talking an exoplanet, whatever that is. Like, what if you found a planet that fits into the definition of planet as far as we know like is that a, possible what are like the a, odds that there's another planet i mean we found pluto you mean like an earth-like planet or just like a just round, a planet a you know rock? i'll take anything anything mercury and up that's fairly common uh you can you can find one if you look for a star in the right place you can find a few rocks. Um, actually, it's easier to find like a gassy planet. You'll find like a, a weird Jupiter hanging around. Um, those Have are, you ever those found are, a planet? 
David, be honest with me. Have you ever found a planet? Okay. Let's bring it in for a second. I know a guy that did. Um, that's it. I never found one, but I know people that have. It's like a, you know, some summer research project. You know, something happens at the end. You find a planet, go home. What is your ultimate goal? Like, if you could do anything, I mean, like, if if you could, if you could, if you had unlimited time, research, money, and like as big of a team as you wanted, and you you were out there trying to do exactly what you want in the world of astrophysics, what would you do? Okay, two things. Um, I would I would find the the legendary Pokemon Mew. Um, Absolutely. Not Arceus? I feel like that's more of a space Pokemon. <laughs> Omnipresent Pokemon. Um, sure. And then the next would be to um, collect all of the Infinity Stones. Um, the third... Would you do the big snap? I would, I would do a clap with my butt cheeks. <laughs> okay, and third? Um... Oh no, this is the real one. Uh, I would. I don't know what I'm looking for in space. I'm just looking for vibes, a good time, you know, something dope. Space vibes. Space vibes. What do I want to know in space? I want to know, like, I want to know about magnets. That stuff doesn't make any sense. How do they work? How do they work exactly? I want to know, like. Is that true? Do we not know how magnets work? I would say magnets is like a best guess kind of thing. It's like, okay. It's like when you're doing a thousand piece puzzle and there's like, you know, four pieces that are just not on the table. But like you got most of the picture done. So you're like, well, do I need to find the other four? Because. It looks, I can tell what it is, but I can't say it's complete because four of them are missing. That's like, I feel like the understanding of magnetism. Have we given up on magnets or is it just like we moved on? It's just like we can't find those pieces. They weren't in the box and we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And you put the picture together and you look at it and you're like, that's a picture of the insane clown posse. Yeah. That's the picture we're putting together. Mm-hmm. And you really think like, hey, will these four pieces really give me a lot more to the picture? But the truth is, well, you have to finish it. You have to finish it. Um, like, for instance, like uh, Uranus or Uranus. I don't know how to pronounce it. Its magnetic field is like perpendicular to um, its rotation. No access, access, access denied. Um, like Earth spins like, you know, kind of like a top, a little slanted. And it's like North and South Pole kind of point up and down in the same direction. But Uranus, um, it it rotates like a like a like a wheel on a car sideways. Do we have and any it, idea why? Uh. T- Honestly, it's probably because something hit it and it knocked it over like a glass <laughs> That's of water. Weird. That's <laughs> crazy to to like for gravity to have hit into something and for gravity to just be like, 
you know, we'll just keep going like we were doing. We will, <laughs> we will not adjust anything. Most of science and physics and space is just like, it be like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it really do. Um, but yeah, the magnetic field is like up and down instead of like side to side, like the planet is spinning. So it's like, why, why would it do that? <laughs> And then Mercury just straight up, I don't even, if I get this wrong, it's going to be so bad. I don't think Mercury has a field at all. It's just a rock, a rock with no magnet. And it's like, why? Not a real, uh, not a whole lot of answers there. I have a lot of questions that I've waited to ask you my whole life. But now that you're on my podcast and I specifically brought you on to talk about astrophysics, I get to ask you all these questions that I've been waiting. I've literally been waiting to ask you my whole life. Okay. The whole like, I mean, there are, there are, there are questions that I like, I mean, I could have written some down, but I didn't because I'm not that prepared to do my own podcast, but like, why it be like that? I'm not saying anything in particular. It, it will come up. But for one thing, when you say Mercury doesn't have any gravity, what happens if you were to go to Mercury? Would you like not be able to stay on it? Magnet, magnetic field, not gravity. Everything's oh, sorry, not gravity. Yeah. Wait, hold on. But okay, but say you take a magnet <laughs> to Mercury, does it just not do anything? <laughs> it does. It does stuff. Still, like all I'm saying is like magnets are like independent. Uh, it's like if you bring a magnet to Mercury, it's still the magnet's still gonna work. I'm just saying, like you know, like how we have the Northern Lights and stuff like that. That's because of the Earth's magnetic field. Like the Earth is a big magnet. The Northern Mercury. Lights are are magnets. What the fuck, no, David? It's not. What are you saying? You have to explain more than that. Oh my god! <laughs> I guess that I, I, I'm here to do that. Okay, let me backtrack. The Northern Lights is an effect of the Earth's magnetic field. When you have charged particles, you know protons and electrons that like just come off of the the sun because the sun's always you know spewing shit out when it gets that's the you know solar wind when it when the sun wind gets to the earth um it gets attracted to the earth's magnetic field and starts like building up on the top and the bottom like hot spots and um these these charges build up in the atmosphere and it charges it like the charge builds up in like the gases in the atmosphere with like the nitrogen and the oxygen. And you know, like those little balls, those like little like plasma balls. Where yeah, you, like, I know. It? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what's happening. Like the, the plasma ball has like gas in it and then you like run some electricity through it. And then the gas starts to glow. I'm gonna, I don't want to, there's too much physics. I'm going to go in a rabbit hole, but yeah, you put electricity through stuff. It glows like a like a neon like light up sign that's so are you saying that the, the the northern lights are made up of plasma is that what you're saying yeah that's exactly what i'm saying all right so if that same amount of plasma were present somewhere else would they light up like the northern lights or is it is something else going on there too well the thing that's lighting up the northern lights is um like the the energy like from the plasma ball is from like the wall outlet but the energy from northern lights is like the the charges from the, the the particles coming from the sun so 
it happens on Saturn and on Jupiter and in other places because the the whole thing that's going on is like all that energy is building up on the magnetic poles of these places. So it's like charging the gases around those magnetic poles. So you get like a neon sign kind of thing happening. But Mercury doesn't have any magnetic poles. God, I hope I'm right. And um, so if it, if it had an atmosphere with gases, the sun is like pummeling it. It wouldn't get northern lights the same way. I can see that. It wouldn't get northern lights the same way, but it's really close to the sun. So something weird might happen still if it had an atmosphere. Like I could say something. I'm like, oh, that's true. But like so many weird things are going on up there. Like you can get something else in this conversation happening. Okay. This is going to be such a basic question, but I honestly, I, I thought about this question like a week ago and I thought about how I wanted to ask you because I think that you're the only person who could have an informed uh, decision on it. Shoot. Do you have a favorite planet? Earth does not count. Earth is not my favorite and I will, planet. And I will not live in it. I will not limit it to this solar system either. Uh, see, like my friends at NAU, they have like favorite planets because most of them are planetary scientists. Because they've never gotten laid. Uh, mm. <laughs> you've got other things to think about, David. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not just thinking about rocks in space all day. I got things. You're thinking about rocks in pants. <laughs> that that's right. Solid solid matter. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite planets. I feel like. Hmm. I like the planets that are really extreme, like the ones that are like, this planet is like solid metal, mostly. So it's That's just so like, tight. I know. There's like, there's metal planets. There are metal planets. We're talking. How does a metal planet happen? Like, how does that happen in the universe? Like how in. OK, I'm going to say something and you tell me if I'm wrong, but this is just how I imagine it's happened. I'm sure I'm probably wrong, but this is what I assume. This is the my layman's definition is that Earth is a bunch of material, and the reason that it's a bunch of material is just a bunch of, like, miscellaneous particles and atoms just somehow, like, very slowly accumulated here in, like, a snowball until it developed, like, a gravitational pull. Is that correct? I mean, I know, other, and when I say it could be, like, you know, like, asteroids or comets or meteors or whatever, but, like, I feel like it just all, like, the reason that there's just a little bit of everything is because the universe just sort of like randomly selected some stuff and put it here. So how does a, how does a planet become all metal? Okay. So you're right about like that process. So basically every star or rather solar system, since we're talking about planets, every solar system is like, uh, is like a mixologist. You got, you got a bunch of, you got a bunch of drinks and you just, mix them in different proportions so earth earth is kind of like a hmm earth is kind of like a a whiskey sour that's not very like that's pretty watered down you know like there's alcohol there but this person didn't put enough sour or enough whiskey so it's kind of like a weird lemonade you know what i mean mm -hmm. um but an all-metal planet would basically be like um you made a whiskey sour and you 
put a lot of whiskey and no sour and no lemon or anything. <laughs> you just That's you, beautiful. That's beautiful, David. Yeah. It's a beautiful metaphor you just made. That's how it happens. It happens. Beep, beep, like beep, beep. Sorry, I heard a horn. <laughs> Can you beep, hear? Oh, there's yeah, a car outside. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no. It's fine. It's we're fine. This is not one of those podcasts. This is, we're no radio lab, okay? The sound sounds how it sounds, David. <laughs> I could cl- close the door. I promise I can close the door and it'll be better. <laughs> That's okay. We got like, we got like, like, it took like 10 minutes for me to close the door so that, and I wasn't even closing the door so that the sound from my bedroom wouldn't escape or wouldn't come in. I, I, I closed the door so my roommate wouldn't just hear me randomly talking into nothingness about, you know, space and stuff. But also, like, I feel like you and I are, we're like, not only are we good friends, but we're relatively different. Like, we we have a lot of shared traits, mm-hmm. but we have a lot of very contrasting traits, too, which I, I think is one of the reasons we're as good of friends as we are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's like a harmony. You know, we're individuals enough where we're different, but we work well together, so it doesn't sound gross. So look, that's it. We're a chord. We are a a power chord on a really bad Gibson. I used to have a lot going for me. You know this, David. Mm-hmm. I was once a I was once a relatively popular musician. Oh, yeah. Then I was also a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran a record label. True. And um, then I took three years uh, of doing nothing, and then I made a live stream. The worst thing that you can do. Oh yeah. How's that? And now I have a podcast, which is the second worst thing that you can do. <laughs> Um, I have no regrets though. Ragrats got you. Every sip of this tastes like I'm like drinking the sun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, What are your thoughts on the sun? You fuck with the sun, David. Um, you know the sun really be out there. It's basically a really long explosion. It's just a really it's a thing. It's a big. It, it, you remember the the movie? Um, what was the one with the bus that was going to explode? Any any Will Ferrell movie? Wait, I'm sorry. Any? I don't remember his name. There, he's bald. It's a it's, Bruce Willis. Thank, thank Bruce you, Bruce Willis. <laughs> just think of any Bruce Willis movie where something explodes. Just imagine that explosion. Just it just kept going forever. Yeah. Can I hit you with some philosophy right now? I was listening to um, a lecture recently and people, um, someone was talking about, I, I, I wish I knew who it was. It might've been Ram Dass. It might've been Alan Watts. It could have been Terrence McKinnon. It could have been anybody. Um, so I, I don't want to attribute it directly, but someone was talking about how, like when you think about like how little we really know about science. And I, I don't mean that to slam you as a scientist, but like, we're we're operating off of a lot of assumptions and people used to think that like oh you know the sun causes the night i'm sorry the day causes the night and the night causes the day cuz you're like well if you wanted to refute that you if you didn't have any empirical information you'd be like yeah but the sun and the the the, the day and the night are never there at the same time and you have to be like fuck i don't know man 
You're right. That sounds right. It sounds right enough. <laughs> That's uh, that you is know? what science is. It sounds right enough. Is what science is. Um, it be wait. What was I gonna say? It be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. Basically, um, one person from UWF put it really well. Uh, before I had a brain, he ba- everything is a, an approximation in science. Like you, it looks exact looks really good like it looks like it's the answer but truthfully everything we do is like at best an approximation nothing is exact Mm -hmm. technically that feeds into my general belief that um i don't think that any not only do i not think that anything is exact but i don't think that anything is um objective i don't think there's an objective truth or an objective reality i think that like, okay, you and I have talked about this a little bit before, so I want to go ahead and get into it. Mm-hmm. As as a as an astrophysicist, um, you do not subscribe, correct me if I'm wrong, you do not subscribe to the simulation theory. Um it seems kind of lame a little bit. Like <laughs> there's a like what is it simulating? Just whatever? Um, that probably makes you sound dumb. Uh, no, not really. It just seems like, why would you think it's a simulation? Like, like, why, why are you labeling, why are you labeling it like that? You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just like, maybe I just have a different way of saying the same thing, but I don't jive with simulation theory as, as the label. Cause you know, I'm an independent okay. artist. Yeah, uh, now, obviously, you're a lot smarter on this subject than me, but can can I can I break down a, just a little bit to you mm-hmm. of why people why people subscribe to simulation theory? Go for it. And I want you to refute this. I really do. But I just want to, like, break it down point by point. So some people say that, like. Like, if you look at our technology and you look at where we are. Mm hmm. And you look at where we were 50 years ago. And 50 years ago is an imperceivable amount of time in the history of the universe. It, it's almost an imperceivable amount of time in the history of mankind. And it's certainly an imperceivable amount of time on the history of the scale of the planet Earth. Right? Can you agree to that? I can agree. So where we have come technologically in 50 years from, say, the advent of Pong to our current ability to simulate reality which we are currently simulating reality i mean we're not simulating reality effectively right Mm -hmm. but i'm I'm playing far cry 5 right now and far cry 5 looks a lot more like reality than pong looked. and i've you know i i've i've i had an oculus rift in the past and an oculus rift is not an accurate simulcrum to reality but it's a lot more accurate of a simulcrum to reality than what I think even maybe 10 years prior to its release, people would have anticipated. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that we're constantly getting better at the possibility of recreating reality. Um, And if you were to look in, and when you look at simulation theory, it's very important that you look at things on an infinite timeline. There's an infinite amount of time behind us and an infinite amount of time in front of us. Okay. Can you can you agree to that notion? Yeah, I learned that has a name. It's called Deep Time. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, I just learned something. Deep Time. <laughs> right? That's good. Okay, so if you were to look at what we've done in 50 years time, and you can assume, it's an assumption that we're making that we're going to continue along that 
maybe the same parabola of of increasing our ability to recreate reality accurately. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't think that we're going to do that right now, if you assume that we have an infinite amount of time forward from us, it's likely that either us or some other some other uh, intelligent beings do the same thing, right? Yeah. If you assume that there is that much amount of time forward, you, I think that you can you can rightfully assume that eventually, by either quantum computers or some other method that we don't understand, that we will be able to simulate reality on a somewhat realistic scale with a level of computing that we will eventually have. Do you think that that's possible? Like, am I, I think that that's probably the big point where people say like, well, mathematically it would be impossible to simulate reality on a real level. I think that's a very real argument against the simulation theory. Mm -hmm. Do you, what do you think? Do you think, do you, do you argue against that? So two things, one, if you like what we're talking about, just watch the show. That's it. Two. Um, so what you're saying is like, given infinite time that we like improve computation and we can simulate things so accurately, it's indistinguishable from reality. Is that like suggesting that we are in that kind of reality where like we're the simulation of something else. Okay. So, so the argument goes because I, I understand that because if you were to say, well, it was possible that there is a simulation of reality. Okay. Nothing, nothing really predisposes that we will, that we live in that reality. Right. But I think mathematically, if you assume that we can create a one for one reality and you predispose an infinite amount of time on either end, then if you create a simulated reality that is one for one, you eventually predispose that that reality will also create a simulated reality. So it kind of goes like turtles all the way down in either directions. And that's where people who argue simulation theory um, argue that it is almost infinitesimally impossible that we are living in the the like non-simulated reality because statistically we are probably in one of the simulated realities now that that assumes a lot of points mm -hmm. but I, that is i think what generally people who are assuming simulation theory ascribe to now i i saw a video about this and it's starting to make more sense to me um i feel like maybe i'm wrong but my buddy neil degrasse tyson Shout out. Um, Shout out. You literally know Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> the most, the, you're, you are truly, I swear to God, you're the most legitimate person that has ever been on this entire podcast. Uh, I don't know if he knows my We've name We've peaked, yet. fellas. We've peaked. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Maybe we should get a, we should get a spot on Star Talk. maybe. I don't think it would be very. Dude, I, I would love to get on Star Talk. He's 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 chill. He would he would be up for it. He'd be fun. I think we said he's he seems like um he seems like a nice man that is a little bit of an asshole, which is fine because that's how I am also described. I think that you're very hmm. Yes. You don't think I'm an asshole because you're my best friend, but most people think I'm a little bit of an asshole. Well, you're not an asshole directly to me. So I'm not gonna say you're not, but I'm gonna say I don't see it 
happen to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please continue. Um, it was kind of like I think he put it in terms of like movies. Like in the 1920s, movies were not very good. Like you said the same thing, but in terms of video games. And he said like we're most likely not the simulation because of um something like that uh i don't know what the point was i forgot but when i think about it like the like when when you put that idea out there it's like are we in the simulation are we out of it are we part of simulation you know 69 or are we are we the person that made the simulation um so i feel like feel like we are not in the simulation because I don't know. I don't even have an answer for why. I just, I don't think I am. Uh, I I understand that. And listen, I, I think that's a totally valid point. I think that you're feeling on the situation. If you are a, okay, let's say theoretically, Theoretically, you were in the simulation, right? Your thoughts on the process of the simulation is even better than firsthand evidence against it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you, you, you exist within it. I don't think that it particularly matters whether or not we're in a simulation. I don't think it has any effect on moral philosophy. It certainly doesn't have any effect on physics. And um, I think that really like if you want to contemplate the afterlife, like this is just such a different, this is like, cause I've heard people who like, if you subscribe to like, um, you know, some sort of religious belief, people think that it is just heresy to, to even contemplate the idea of a simulation. Right. But like, I just, I, to humor it for a second, if we existed in the Christian afterlife, I'm sorry, if we existed in the Christian sphere and there was a Christian afterlife, then wouldn't that really just be a simulation? Doesn't doesn't the universe that was created, if it if it behaves according to some sort of physical law or governance, then what would it matter if we're a simulation or not? That's that's my personal opinion on the matter. I think we probably live in a simulation, um, but I'm not I'm not like I also have conflicting viewpoints in regards to whether or not we live in a simulation. Um, but I also, you know, as, as the podcast title entails as high strangeness, um, assumes, I think that there are things that I cannot understand and that I cannot process. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I have some, some thoughts that, and, and some, some opinions. And I honestly have some like firsthand accounts that if simulation theory were, uh, you know, the be all end all of the universe that that I have some questions that would be open ended that still need answered. Um, and I think that that makes. Like, I think that that nullifies the question. I think it's fine if we live in a simulation. I think it's fine if we don't live in a simulation. I think I know I'm kind of like beating around the bush here, but I think regardless if it is a simulation or not, it is our reality and we own it and we're responsible for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like if the simulation is indistinguishable from the reality it came from, then 
who cares? It's the same to us. And it's already, supposedly, if it's a simulation, it's the same as what is the quote unquote real version. So why should we even care which one it is? It's like, it's like kind of like saying like you have, I don't know, a copy of Far Cry 3 and then yeah, you got another one off of eBay. It's like, well, they're both the same, but one of them you consider more real than the other. Maybe that's not even right, but it's like a copy is a copy. It's, it stems from the original. Who cares? So with that being said, are there any existential or weird beliefs that you do have that you've come across in your in your journey in your be in your learning and and uh and researching of astrophysics that you like any beliefs that are maybe outside of the ordinary or outside of the norm or outside of the realm of the standard astrophysicist that you ascribe to sure let me just take a sip of the sun for a sec this nasty ass drink that you've made I'm with you, man. It's not even Look, been, it's it's four twenty three, yeah. and I've drank enough that I'm already I'm drunk and I'm still hungover. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> wow, I've had like maybe a milliliter of this drink, and I can feel that it's like trying to get me tipsy, and it's like I have not drank anything. Like Kick this. it back, David. Kick it back. We only have 20 minutes left in the show. Kick it back. We have less than 20 minutes left in the show. I'll gulp. I'll do a gulp. I'm going to go outside after this. Yeah, this drink I would never make for another person because I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't guarantee their safety, but I know that I'm good. I was going to say though, I am so excited for my Publix branded slides to get here. They don't know about that. Honestly, after you, after you sent me a picture of these Publix branded green slides that you had ordered online, I went straight to the Publix, excuse me. I went straight to the Publix website and I started like, well, if David bought some public swag, I can buy some public swag too. And um, that is the best piece of swag on the entire website. It's the only cool thing on the entire website. It's like you can buy some public slides or like a polo. It's like a nasty color green. <laughs> I went through the same process. I looked through the whole website. I'm like, literally, these slides are the only viable option. Everything else is like, do I want to look like the store manager or do I want to look like <laughs> they literally have a section that's for store managers? Yeah. They're like, if you're the store manager, come shop in this section. <laughs> like Publix is a great company. Publix is employee owned. Mm-hmm. Publix is real. I mean, I'm not trying to, to, to espouse my political beliefs, but Publix is basically a socialist utopia <laughs> as far as like what you're looking for when you look towards uh, a, a grocery store, you know, like when you're buying Hey, look, Publix is 15 cents more than the other place, but an item that you buy at Publix, like the the profits of that goes directly back into the pockets of the employee. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a credit union. They're like the credit <laughs> union of grocery stores. I, I fully support Publix. The pub is fucking awesome. It's not just the chicken tender stone. Get the ultimate. Thank you. The Publix is excellent. I, and honestly, 
When I moved to Atlanta, part of the the pull was all right. Got it. It's a big city, but I can go buy an ultimate from Publix. Mm-hmm. Like there's just there's it's the only place in the entire fucking country you can do that. It's true. It is excellent. Where am I gonna go? Orlando? Am oh. I gonna go to Orlando and buy an ultimate from Publix? Orlando's just yeah, I, I could buy an or, a ultimate from Publix, but what if I get destroyed by a hurricane? What if Mickey Mouse comes to steal my soul? Nah, dude. Hurricane Atl- anyway. in jail. I think. <laughs> Atlanta is the best place in the entire universe. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, shout out. Hey, if you're from Atlanta, hashtag Atlanta is the place that I am from. And I listen to a podcast called High Strangeness. Post that on the Internet. You know, we're, we're out here. We're looking for hashtags. Hashtag Atlanta High Strangeness question mark. And I know the question mark doesn't show up in the hashtag, but put it at the end of the post anyway. For real. Shout out to um, the sauce family. You know, my friends on the street. Hotland forever. If you if you know who I am, show up. Can I shout out? Yeah. Shout out. Hey, shout out Taco from Odd Future. Yo, Taco, it's me. We met when we were little. Uh, shout out <laughs> David's cousin Taco. <laughs> Remember, Taco, I was with Ty. I was with Ty. That's how you know. Hey, shout out Ty, David's cousin who I don't know where lives anymore. The UK? Yeah, he lives in London. Shout out Ty Bennett, a.k.a. Ty Dollar Signs Benji's All Day. Uh, I want to tell a story really quick. This is irrelevant to the podcast, but you sent me a letter one time that was really, really nice. That It was so nice that I, I framed and put in the front of my apartment, and uh, you signed the letter Ty Dollar Sign, <laughs> and somebody came and went into my apartment to, like, you know, spray for bugs or whatever, and he was like, hey, you got to... You got a letter from Ty Dollar Sign? And I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's from Ty Dollar Sign. <laughs> it's Atlanta. It could have been. It really could have been. Um, but like, oh, man. I, I've been to Atlanta once and I loved it. It was like. I was there. You were there. I brought you. You brought I made me. you come. He flew me out. Bella. He, he flew Shawty out. For real. Atlanta is like Atlanta is like if if T Pain's personality was a place, I feel like that's what Atlanta would be, um, and it's just really nice and talented. You know what I mean? Like it it's like big enough, but like small enough to be wholesome. Like it's humble, but it's also like the the place to be. It's popular. Like you know who T Pain is. I love my roommate. He's a good man, but he's from Shanghai, which is like one of the biggest uh, cities in the entire world. Uh-huh. And he thinks Atlanta is just the smallest town. Mm-hmm. He's like this little town we live in. And I'm from Pensacola, Florida. Hey, sh- hey, can I say shout out Pensacola, Florida? Shout out the Blue Wahoos. Shout out our minor league baseball team, the Blue Wahoos. But Atlanta is a city. Atlanta is so nice. Is. I love this place. I moved here and I was like, oh, I'll move somewhere else. <laughs> And then I lived here for a while. And I was like, "Oh, absolutely not! Yeah. I'm gonna live here for the rest of my life." Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but yeah, I like Atlanta. It's great. Um, people are nice. I there. do. Con- I am constantly trying to get you to move to Atlanta, and you're constantly trying to get me to move to New York, which I think is a testament to our friendship. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, I do have Publix in Atlanta, and what do I have here? A subway. 
Y'all, hey, y'all got Jimmy John's? Unfortunately, actually, I don't know. Jimmy John's is excellent. I might eat Jimmy John's later. That's very possible. I don't know about here. I'm like I I go through the cons every day. Like the things that we don't have, it stacks up, and I can't ignore it. But um, what we do have is um, <sighs> capitalism and art hose, I guess. Anyway, Bill De Blasio. Bill De Blasio. I'll just say his name. I don't. I don't have anything to shout out about that guy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hold on. You hold on. You live in Queens, right? I'm not no, wrong about that. I live Queens. in. I live in Brooklyn. Oh, you live. You Jay-Z. used to live in Queens. I used. To Didn't you used Queens. to live in Queens? So All right. there's a name for where I live. It's called Valley Queens because it's like the the liminal space between Long Island and New York City. Um, mm. you'll know it because of the Green Acres Mall. Shout out to Green Acres Mall. We all know what that is. Um, it was in a, it was in a Jungle Pussy song, so I know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live there. Um, but then I Okay, moved. but you live in, you live in Brooklyn. Can I ask you a question? Sure. As a resident of Brooklyn, where Brooklyn at? Um, where, where, where Brooklyn at? Oh. <laughs> Am I right, Jay-Z? Um, well, Les. Ladies, David, yeah. listen, start just do. I just want you to do your we're just going to do our Jay-Z for about 15 seconds. OK, on one, two, three, we're going to do Jay-Z just for 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, that's it, you know? Hey everybody, welcome back to the welcome back to the Jay Z cast. This is your host Al Mirabella. This is Jay Z cast. I've never I've never met Jay Z. I only know like four Jay Z songs. But listen, mm-hmm. Hove, uh, it's good stuff. David, can yeah. I ask you a question? Uh, What's the weirdest thing you believe? That's the question from the podcast. Yes, that is the question that I promise that I will ask every person except for Lauren Curtis, who was on the other week because I forgot to. What is the weirdest thing you believe? Uh, I took a sip. Um, I think I don't even think it's the it's it's the weirdest thing I believe, but that thing isn't weird to other people. You are you are you are a highly you are highly rationalist. You are you are a straight rationalist of a person, which is one of the strange things about being your friend. I can't come up with anything weird. Well. I don't want you to come up with anything weird. I, I want you to look in your heart and say like, oh, that's sort of an against the grain thing for me to believe. I don't want you to pontificate. I just want you to talk to me about like what the more fringe things that you believe are. Because everybody believes some sort of fringe thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I can do that. It was actually my dad that helped me realize this thing. So I believed in the thing. And then he is the type of person where he's very curious and he asks a lot of questions. So he's really happy that he engineered me to be the person that I am so he can have someone to talk to, basically. Um, so he's always... Asked- Shout out Dave Kelly. Dave Kelly's a lovely man. All right, go on. Yes, yes. He uh, he asked me a lot of questions about my research and about space. And like it could, it's honestly kind of like this podcast. Um, so... He's asking me about galaxies and like why things are the way they are and like 
higher and higher level questions like, well, if this is like this, then why is that like that? So my belief boils down to this simple concept. Um, you know how you have dreams, you have imagination, you have ideas, you can come up with things in your head. And you're like, wow, I wish this thing was real. My belief is like, everything is real. There isn't a such thing as something not being real or something that doesn't exist kind of thing. Um, everything is real. That's it. David That's Kelly, it. bringing up the multiverse on our podcast. It's all real. It's all real. It's all real. It, it all exists somewhere. Send a tweet. That is true. It all exists somewhere. <laughs> Listen. I agree. It's true. I'll tell you how I it really brought it home in this moment. When I was at the the Natural History Museum and we were having uh, science coffee, we were talking about like papers and stuff. And then there was this one paper where it was like um, this type of star that they wrote a paper about. And the thing was, um, they wrote a paper about it because they were surprised that this thing existed to begin with. Like there was a time when these researchers weren't looking for this thing. They were looking for something else. I'm being vague because I can't remember the details. Basically, they were looking for something else and they found something where they were like, this shouldn't have happened, but here we are looking at it. And it's like, well, well, damn, everything is like that. Everything in the universe reality is like, it's just a thing waiting for you to observe it. So that's why I say everything is real. Physics has taught me that it's not about what's not possible. It's about learning about all the different things that are possible, which is like basically everything. It's just, it's up to you to, to find what you want or, you know, find something. So when I hear like, oh, you know, space, astrophysics, cosmology, like, what do you do with that? Like, what's the point? Kind of like, how do you like use it practically? Well, it's like, well, if you want to find something, you know, if you can imagine something, the best place to look is outer space because you'll find it there. There's so much shit happening up there. Whatever you're dreaming of, you'll probably find it looking at the stars. Shout out to Disney. Um, so my weird belief is that I believe everything is possible. It's just like, you just got to find it, essentially. Um, okay, so if, if everything is possible and we're assuming deep time on either side, would you assume that everything has happened or will happen? Is that something you assume? Mm, that's a good question. That sounds a lot like uh, Destiny, the character from The Sandman by Neil Gaiman. Shout out to Neil Gaiman. Um, you love Neil Gaiman. I do. You know. I, I love it. I, I read The Sandman because you recommended it to me. It, it's, it's a good. good comic. It's good. It's good. It, it gets into this eventually. Um, so everything that can happen is ha has yet to happen or kind of already happened um almost i'll say almost because um there are a few possible outcomes for the universe there's the big i'm gonna have to get this right one outcome is the big freeze where you have inflation you have the expansion of the universe as it is um 
we're like accelerating away from everything around us. But eventually, we'll, everything will spread out so far that gravity will become weak and things won't gravitate to each other any, anymore. Like all these forces that hold like constituents and matter together will all these atoms, all these protons, all these quarks will move away from each other to the point that they're too far for them to like stick together. And then everything will kind of like fade out into a cold, dead thing. That's so everything will just be an independent atom and then eventually an independent sub-atom. Every, Is that what you're saying? Every, the smallest constituents of matter or reality will be infinitely far from the next constituent or part of matter. So it's like you have a proton, it is like infinitely far from the next proton. So everything is so far from each other, it's just dark, cold, black, nothing. But it's all, all right, still there. Do you, do you, but okay, do you agree with that sentiment? Do you agree that that is the thing that's going to happen? Is that like scientifically proven? No, these are all like possible outcomes or theories because we don't know enough about why the universe is expanding to like say definitively which one is the the outcome it's like well what what do you think do you think that that's going to happen one day i don't know because it's like dependent on like the the thing that is making the universe accelerate it could it it could happen like if it keeps is there any idea is there an idea of why the universe is accelerating that way yeah that's what dark better get this right that's what dark energy is like dark energy is a label of a thing that we can't explain dark energy is the kind of force behind why things are moving away from each other and accelerating like the expansion of the universe do you think that that says anything about the nature of the universe um, do you think that like does does that affect how you feel about the nature of the universe? Like okay, because because my question is if if everything is eventually going to dissipate and like rip itself apart, what does that mean about how people should behave with one another? Does it mean anything? I mean, obviously, right now, like we we everyone who is listening to this podcast until like infinitum will probably like exist within the spectrum of like before the universe rips itself apart but like do you think that that says anything about like does it matter yeah that, that that all of that stuff is going to rip apart if if the things that are together now are together are you saying like what we do now does that matter in the grand scheme of things yes of course it does yes. what the hell what the fuck yes <laughs> am, I allowed, am, I allowed to, am i allowed to say the curse words fuck okay Cunt. cool cunt go on do it yes it fucking matters what you do now so i'll get into something else that's a dangerous concept and thought like you know um some religions have an afterlife right but mm-hmm. um i'll get i'll use christianity as, a, as an example because it's easy so i saw a video on youtube um by uh what is it called uh, these these guys from Southern California, they're bros, but they're wholesome at the same time. Um, they I watched a video about like them trying to give away free masks during the pandemic because like they're trying to like advocate for mask usage and 
you should wear a mask. Shout out to shout out to masks real quick. Shout out masks. <laughs> shout out masks. They work. I'm I'm I, I lived through it. I I've seen it. It 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 works. I mean, come on. Um so they made a video about it in Huntington Beach and um they one of the people that they came across were like asking them oh sorry the youtube channel is called chad goes deep shout out to chad goes deep they met these people and they're like uh we're not wearing masks because like blah 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 and then the lady asked chad and friend do you know where you'll go when you die and he's like uh i don't know he's like hopefully like a like a poke shop and um it like it it assumed like what we do in this matter in this world didn't matter because we'd go to like some awesome afterlife afterward. So it's like, fuck whatever's happening in my life or how it affects other people, because I will get to go to, you know, the great afterlife anyway. So who, who cares? That's a dangerous thought. No, everything you do right now does matter regardless of the outcome. Like, you know, that nihilism stuff, like everything will end in darkness anyway. So why do we care? about what happens now, kind of like if you, you know, don't pass a class in college, how does that affect the grand scheme of your life if the universe will be a cold, dead mass at the end? And the time scale of the earth is like so large, like we never existed, your grades, your school, like the entire earth living things never happened compared to the universe looking at us. Um, that's dangerous thought. That just means like nothing we do does matter. What you should say is like the things that worry you don't matter. So you should just do what you want that makes you happy instead. If it doesn't, you know, impede on someone else's happiness, like you should use that to justify making you happy instead of worrying about the things that make you unhappy. You shouldn't say. Um, nothing matters and I don't care who I hurt. That's, that's the wrong way to look at that, I think, because it hurts people. Don't want to hurt people. Anyway, so yes, everything we do does matter because um, I don't care that um, everything dies because it's true. Everything does die. The second law of thermodynamics talks about entropy and entropy basically says that things die, atoms die, quote unquote like for the most part, it, things run out of stuff. Like things will fall apart. Things will move towards disorder. Like you have an atom, the atom will decay. The proton will decay. The things that make up the proton will decay. And when I say decay, I mean like the structure that it's in will fall apart into its constituents and so on and so forth. Like it will just like break apart. So things die. The universe will die. The atoms die. They have a lifespan is what I'm saying. Like it won't be a proton forever. It'll break down. So it does matter what you do. Um, but what were we talking about besides entropy? No, it's okay. That's good. Can I, okay. I, I want to interject. Sure. I think that the idea that things break down is the reason that things are good. I think that the idea that we're not here forever and that our, our constituents, the things that we're made of, are not here forever, it, it's just another piece of the the spice of life, the the salt of life. So so um, contemporary for 
contemporary philosopher Alan Watts called like the bad things that we experience, the salt of the stew, right? Like you have to have that little bit of like salt to understand the, um, the, to, to understand and contextualize how important it is, the thing that we're doing. I think that the fact that we're doing something that is ultimately not important at all and doesn't mean anything is all the more reason to assign our own meaning to it. Like we, we don't have to rely on the meaning of the universe. The universe doesn't mean anything. Like yeah. it's just what it is, Thank you know, and and it's just existing. And the the fact that that there is not some larger thing or larger person that is telling us what to do and how to act is all the more reason to take, um, to take control of that thing and say like I am in control of my actions. Like I am, as Alan Watts said, like the universe experiencing itself. And that is why I will, I will assign meaning to this universe and I will give it, I will, because it is empty and vast and dark, I will, I will make it not empty and vast and dark. And I will make it the thing that I project upon it to be, which is to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is, that is the nature of humanity. Yeah. Like when people say, and I've said this before, there isn't a point to anything. Like you ask yourself, what's the point of all of this? There was never a point to anything. There isn't a point. You are the point. So this is the point. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I disagree. This is the point. Yeah. This conversation that we're having, like, um, you know, this is just hearsay. Everything that, that, that exists outside of the sphere of what you're experiencing right now is just an idea mm -hmm. like the idea that there's someone down the street doing something else or, or that you were doing something in your past. That's all an idea that you can't verify. There's no verifiable. You can't quantify or verify that something happened or has happened. You can only verify the moment that you exist in. And that's why you have to make the most of that exact moment. Would you agree? Yeah. I think your dad would call that living in the present. Hell yeah, dog. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, Shout out to Neil Gaiman again, because I'll backtrack what you said to before. Um, the character death um, is literally the concept of death itself. So she's like the Grim Reaper. She is like the the concept of no, things. That not die. someone who specifically kills people, but someone who exists to uh, to to quantify the idea of death. Thank you. I exactly. want to be clear. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what she is. So she, once in a while, for fun, not for fun, but once in a while, makes herself a living thing to experience life, to empathize, and to understand the importance of living in the present. Because since she's the concept of death itself, she needs to empathize with the things that lose life, which is like everything in the universe. So she lives for a day, and then she dies, so she remembers why. Like living is important and what you do in the present is important for perspective, basically. So I thought that was nice. Um, but my weird idea that everything exists. Um, let me try to remember. My dad kept asking all these questions that didn't have any answers because no one, there's no research for it yet. He was asking me, did you, you notice how everything kind of has a set of rules. I'm like, of course. And then he, and I was like, yeah, everything kind of happens 
a certain way. Like there are things that are not possible in this reality. Like you can't like put a square thing in a circle hole without trying to break it kind of idea. Um, but he's like, why are there rules in the first place? He's like, he's like, why do there have to be rules? I was like, oh shit, you're right. Why, why does the concept of a rule even exist if everything is possible? So then that just led to the concept or idea of a multiverse where um, there is like another universe with like a slightly different set of rules. And they all kind of, they all collectively live under like an umbrella universe separate from each other. So like um, everything kind of does exist. Even the things that aren't possible probably are possible in a, an entirely different reality somewhere else, which is not even a new idea, to be honest. It's not even that weird. David? Yes. Do you have anything to plug on the podcast? Do you have anything <laughs> to plug on the podcast? Uh, I plug so many things. Plug your Twitter. Pl hey, what's your Twitter? Uh, Tell me. Okay, okay. I'll plug my Twitter. I have it pulled up my Chrome tab. Uh, I'll plug my Twitter. At, at, what's the at? The at is um, at black as night, like the noun, K the person, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. with a K. Mm -hmm. At Black as Night, 43, all one word. Look it up. Hose Mad, Tasty God. Pl plug the museum. Plug the museum. <laughs> What's the museum? Shout out to the um, American Museum of Nat Natural History. They're getting rid of the Franklin Delano Roosevelt statue. It was kind of weird yeah. in the first place. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to the Hayden Planetarium. Shout out to the, the fifth floor of the building. Hey, yo. Shout out to JP. Shout out to all my friends up there. <laughs> Betsy, everybody. Uh, Andrea, all those people. Love you. Um, shout out to you, Al. Shout out to you. Hey, shout out me. I host the podcast. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. I have been waiting. I didn't want you to have... I didn't want to have you on too early because mm -hmm. you're such you're not only are you an expert, but you're such an important person to me. I was glad to have you on the show. And mm -hmm. uh, hey, listen, David, I'll talk to you soon. We'll be we'll be good. Thank you. Thank you again. And uh, I appreciate you coming and, and and lending some gravitas and professionalism to this podcast. man. You're, you're a good man. Thank you. It's been a it's been a, a thing in the works since like January. I know. So I'm, I'm so glad that actually happened even though i don't have like an awesome microphone yet but thank you so much for being my friend all the time high strangeness is an unfunny production our theme song is to wake up by crystal coast from the album three the rest of our music also crystal coast hey listen to that that's coop that's coop from crystal coast singing right now if you have a question, you want to tell me some dumb shit, email highstrangecast at gmail.com. 
You can find me, Al Mirabella, on Twitter at at unfunny underscore period, or follow the show at at highstrangecast. If you like the pod, tell a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, folks, stay safe and stay stranger. Stranger.